1622, in a central African port town, the governor of the Portuguese territory, which lies in modern-day Angola, first received Njingambande, an emissary of the Ndongo kingdom. When she found that there was no chair for her to sit on, she ordered one of her servants to crouch down and serve as a seat. The message was clear. Njingambande defied humiliation and insisted on eye-level negotiations. É preciso pensarmos que nós estamos no século XVII. We need to think that we are in the 17th century, in what is today Angolan territory, and an African woman deals with the Portuguese, a European power, as an equal, using her intelligence and especially her diplomatic acumen. This is how Lucia Moniz, an Angolan sociologist, journalist and activist for women's rights, describes Queen Njingambande. Born in 1583, Njinga lived in a period in which the Portuguese colonial power in southwest Africa and the transatlantic slave trade were rising very fast. She started her political career as a diplomat. It was her brother, the king of Ndongo, who sent her to negotiate the region's independence. She first met Portuguese governor João Correa de Sousa in 1622. It was at that time that Njinga made one of her memorable strategic decisions, according to Lucia Moniz. Njinga simula uma conversão que de facto não é efetiva. Njinga simulates a conversion, which is not real, to make negotiations with the Portuguese, the invaders, easier. She convinces the Portuguese that she had become a Christian. From then on, negotiations were easier. E a partir daí, a negociação seria mais fácil. But although Ndingambande came out of that meeting with a peace treaty, her success remained elusive. The Portuguese kept breaching the peace, attacking the Ndongo region and taking its people as slaves. In the late 1620s, the Portuguese joined forces with Njinga's opponents and Ndongo was lost. The diplomat warrior queen, however, was able to establish other alliances with local powers in Matamba, becoming their queen, and also with the Dutch. She continued battling and negotiating with the Portuguese until her death in 1663. She wasn't only a queen that sat on her throne waiting for solutions or sending her subjects to solve her problems. She was also the military chief. And for as long as she kept her physical vigor, she participated in military actions. Says Angolan historian Manuel dos Santos. As in her diplomatic tactics, in battle, any means was fair to guarantee her victory and her independence from the Portuguese invaders. She fought fiercely and built up a large business in trading slaves with her Dutch allies. I think she was a woman ahead of her time. She was a military chief that understood that being a woman was not an impediment to commanding armies and commanding them according to her objectives. Queen Njingabande is recognized as a symbol of early African resistance to the colonial endeavor.